Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. We've got Jen Schultz. I'm excited to be on with her all the way from the land down under Australia. Now one of my new favorite places. So I'm going to be going there every single year because I loved it so much there, which I haven't seen enough, but when we were there. We loved Noosa, you know, Whit Sundays, all the fun stuff, right? Melbourne was fun. Brisbane was still fun, right? But I think probably the favorite, I think, was actually Noosa, which I think maybe some people. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give a little background. And after that, we're going to have Jen give a little bit and share her her story and we'll just do a little Q&A session. We'll have a little bit of fun. We're going to teach you guys some of the things not to do to avoid with your teams and in the industry and how to teach your teams. And sometimes common sense just isn't common. We're going to talk about some of the things to do to help you out, to have more success, some of the tips. We're going to hear from Jen and her story, but to properly talk a little bit about what she's done. In the last 12 months, her organization has done over $90 million in sales. Think about that. So I think she's seen a little bit of what works and what doesn't work. And I'm just that's just me venturing to guess here a little bit. And I think as well is she's made over a million dollars a year for the last four years. A lot of people talk about being million-dollar earners, and that's still a huge achievement, but that's cumulative. That's career. And so I love it because we get to learn from all these different leaders from all different countries and all different perspectives on exactly what it is they did, how they did it, how are they, they were able to have success. So, Jen, why don't you start out first real quickly? Give us the two-minute version of your story, the two-minute version of what you did uh, You know, when you started out, maybe a couple of your trials and stuff, what you were doing, wherever you want to go, just give that quick bird's eye uh, picture sure. for everybody, give them perspective. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Rob, and thanks everyone for listening. And I hope you can all understand my accent for the non-Aussies. Um, so yeah, look, I stumbled into network marketing six and a half years ago. My mum and dad always told me that those people annoy their friends, and I I'd gone to uni and I was a physiotherapist, so I think I had a bit of a, you know, a professional pole stuck up my butt and thought I was a little bit you know too good for one of those things that people do when they can't get a real job and but luckily for me I had a great product experience and um yeah I just couldn't stop talking about how how great I felt and how great my our products were and you know one thing led to another and there was some money coming into to our bank account and I remember saying to Jono um, Jono was a personal trainer and Jono is my husband, obviously. And I remember saying, you know what, there's like $300 a week coming into our bank account. Like that's actually pretty cool. Like that pays our rent every week or it did in the house we lived in back then. And I said, you know, what if we could add a zero to that? How much fun would that be? I wouldn't have to press on backs and necks all day. And so really that's, that's how it started. And and it, it um, ramped up really quickly. We we're so fortunate to have just an incredible journey. And I've just completely fallen in love with this industry, with this business model. Uh, and oh, I just get so excited. And, I, you know, Rob, I just can't help but think 
what if every family had another income stream from a direct selling company? Like imagine because so many people just don't have plan B, you know, when they get sick or when, when they lose their job or, you know, worst case if someone in their family passes away, when their circumstances change, they don't have plan B. And, and I think um, and I nearly didn't touch this industry because it, I thought it was one of those things or a bit icky and oh, I wonder how many people aren't touching this industry because of that because they don't really know what it is. And as we all know, once we get into it, it's just it really is, is there's nothing better. I think it's amazing of how many incredible leaders there are. I mean, let's put this in perspective. You have somebody who's done 90 million in sales in the last 12 months, and many of you don't know her. And there's so many other leaders like that in this industry that are incredible, that have phenomenal stories that we haven't even heard, and we can learn from everyone. But I just learned something right there. So if I heard correctly, you started out as a customer. How long were you a customer until you actually mm-hmm. transitioned into – hey, this $300 is pretty good. Let's add a zero. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, this will be a familiar story, I think, to a lot of you. Um, I was planning to use the products in secret because I was embarrassed that I was buying anything from a network marketing company. <laughs> but I burst out of the closet at about, you know, two two weeks into using the products, just going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how great I feel. What if all my friends don't know how great they can feel? And so I started blabbing because I couldn't keep my mouth shut, like lots of us girls are about things. But that's why we're so good at network marketing, right? And, um, you know, I must have, I blabbed to enough friends and, and some of them said, oh, my gosh, like you have to be kidding. Have you lost the plot? And, the, and some of the others said, here's my credit card. Just get it for me. If you love it, I'll, I'll have it. And really it took it took about 10 months to get to that $300 a week mark. And then that coincided with us going to our first company event. And, you know, I, I, um, we actually won a trip. And so I flew all the way actually over to Phoenix. And so I sat on the plane, I know, with my arms folded. And, you know, the, my conversation to my friend who also was with was like, I, you know, I'm not going to get brainwashed. We'll just go and I know it's going to be a bunch of, you know, people dancing on chairs with their clackers in the air and making all this noise. But, yeah, we want a free trip so we'll go but we'll just um, we'll sit there. And, you know, of course I was just completely blown away once I saw the calibre of people, uh, you know, that are in the industry and who are making a success of this and, you know, I never imagined for a second that it, that it would lead to a seven-figure income, right, this thing that I didn't even think was a real business. So um, and that's part of, that's the beautiful part of my journey in network marketing is I had zero expectation. I didn't expect the products to work. I certainly didn't expect that the business model was anything special, thought it was just a dodgy thing. Um, and so everything's just been a surprise and something to get excited about. Well, I think a couple of things mean one, as we talked about, as you're a customer, meet people where they're at. And I know, Jenny, you've heard me talk about this, and I'm sure you talked about it with your teams, but why do we try to turn everybody into these big builders and these big earners? 
Um, if someone probably would have done that to you right away when you felt like it was a crazy industry, you would have never, ever actually engaged. And now you've become, you know, a million dollar earner annually. So I look at that as a huge learning lesson. Um, you know, yeah, I I totally remember, uh, I must've been, you know, got a few people started on the products and, um, upline getting in touch and saying oh you've got to jump on a three-way call with so-and-so and And I was like a three-way call like what the heck and anyway I get on this three-way call and the next you know it was the next level of upline the three-way call was with it and I remember you know I remember Kyle using the word prospect and I just wanted to I just like I wanted to gag I wanted to vomit in my mouth I was like I'm not prospecting anyone I'll, I'll ha- you know that that was just like that that word it sounded like out to get people and I know it's a word that we just throw around all the time in network marketing right but recruit and prospect just sounded harsh to me and you know I guess I'd come from a background of helping people being a physiotherapist and so yeah I, I yeah, that that could have been enough so it had they come at me any sooner than that with those sort of words, I, I I probably would have run the other way. Yeah. And I think that's just a really great learning lesson because I think all of us, I mean, that's our goal, right? Is, is we're trying to, we're trying to learn and we're trying to learn, you know, people's human nature and where they're at. And too many times it's, we're just trying to force people too soon and they're not ready instead of celebrating where they're at and make them feel comfortable. And yeah, you can inspire them. You can empower them, but look, you got, one of the top earners that would have never ever launched, it would have been failure to launch. So when people tell me you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, you absolutely 100% can't. I was the right person. Jen was the right person. I was approached by 11 different network marketing companies where they kept saying the wrong thing to me and crazy stuff. Now, don't misinterpret this and say, well, now I got to figure it out and I got to be perfect and I can't, I can't take action now. I'm so scared. You are going to say the wrong thing. You just are at the beginning. We're going to try to help you, teach you some of the things not to say, but that's part of the process. We're going to, we do a lot of things wrong. That's part of the learning process. You can't say, a baby can't say, I want to learn how to sprint. They haven't even learned how to walk. They're going to fall when they're learning how to walk. So a couple of the things that I wrote down is, um, and then we'll go through some of these things that do not list, is embarrassed. I love that because you were embarrassed of it. And I think a lot of us are embarrassed. For me, I know I was 100% embarrassed. That was my biggest issue. I tell the story of how I meet with this top realtor and I spent, it felt like an hour. It was probably only 20 minutes of convincing her why network marketing was great. She stopped me after, felt like an hour is probably 20 minutes. And she said, I love network marketing. I'm like, I am such an idiot. I'm making my issues everybody else's issues. And I think, you know, a lot of us do that. And then the last thing I have is what changed, she said, for her company event. The art of promotion is huge. I don't know one leader that will tell you that there wasn't some event that changed them. 99% of them will tell you that they showed up and there's just some magic to it. There's just something different. And so, yes, whether you're building online or offline, even if you're building 99% online, that's great if that's what's working for you, but still it can never replace the big events. Maybe you don't do in-home meetings and that's what works for you. Great. I don't, I'm not telling you when they should or shouldn't, whatever works, but make sure that when there's an event, 
you do these massive vision calls. You give people this huge vision of what it takes and the power of it. Because I promise you, there's nothing that will propel your business to the next level more than how many people have an event. I always judge my business based on how many people I had at the big events. Do whatever it takes. So, mm -hmm. Jen, you can give uh, a little bit if you want to in any of those things I just said. And if not, that's fine. And if yes, great. But after that, let's transition into... I want you to give a couple of things that you've seen of the do not list of don't do this and we'll give some learning lessons and teaching lessons yeah, and, yeah. and apply it with people on their teams. Yeah, so um, events for sure. So I think I remember after coming back from that event, I was so excited about taking people to see what I saw. So to the next company event, we took 50 people and then a year later we took 500 people. And, you know, that, that just that, you can't not blow up your business when you do that. So I see so many people um, focusing on coming into network marketing and wanting to go straight to a multiple six-figure or seven-figure income and not actually understanding the, the little steps along the way that are so key and so crucial to getting to that income and, and mastering those, you know, those real skills like you just said, Rob, like promotion and whether we're promoting an event or promoting, um, say, uh, a, some product special that the company's got on or um, promoting, you know, whatever it is, free membership or anything like that. We need to be really good promoters and we need to understand that skill. And truly so many people don't, don't do that. Um, but, yeah, look, there's so many... I think because I came from a business background, I had my own physiotherapy practice. There's just stuff that carried over for me. And again, I was fortunate to have so many skills to bring to this. And that's the other thing that people don't understand. And they beat skills themselves that were up developed, about right? skills that were developed for years and years. Yeah, and absolutely. Yep. So I worked out in my physiotherapy career, I'd already had 80,000 conversations, like 20 patients a day for 20 years, right? I'd had 80,000 conversations where I would figure out what someone's problem is and then I would match a solution to their problem. That's what I did, like person after person. And most of the time with their face facing down that I couldn't even, you know, see their face. And so because you're like laying them face down on the bed. And so then people come into network marketing and they don't really know how to talk to people. They don't understand. And, you know, when you talked about saying the wrong thing to the right person, it's really if, if only we could all become more detached from whether someone wants our product or our business opportunity or not because it can't possibly be for everyone. And I know that we go to company events and we get all excited and we're like, oh, my gosh, everybody needs this. And when we, if we first use a product we fall in love with and we're so excited. But the truth is there's only a small percentage of people who are ever going to want our particular product and there are only a small percentage of people who are going to really understand, uh, who are going to want their own business and are going to want to do what's involved in, um, you know, in growing an actual business. And when we understand that, then when we're having these conversations with people, we can be less less attached to whether they say yes or no because when people smell desperation and then when people smell that oh, you want it more than than they do that like it's just natural to put the walls up right and I think that's one of the things that gives network marketing you know 
it makes people want to dive under their car when they see that network marketing mum, mum, oh, here she comes to drop her kids off quick. She's going to try and sell me a product because we get taught follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. But follow, that doesn't mean hound, 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 hound. And, you know, it, it just, it makes people put their walls up and then they're completely close to our message instead of understanding the chances are very few people are going to say yes. And our job is just to find out, do they have a problem that we even have a solution for? And if they do, then we get to say, oh, you know what? I, th- I have something that might help you. Um, so I what don't know would be your tips on cutting through the crap? Like, you know, people hound and it's like sometimes you just wonder, do they just, do they just not have any social awareness? Because, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but sometimes it's like, you feel uncomfortable when you see it. I mean, I felt uncomfortable when people did it with me, but, you know, obviously they're, we're taught to follow up, but we want to be persistent, but we don't want to be annoying. And sometimes we're yeah. on the other side where they just don't follow up at all and they don't make money. And other times they're on the other side where they're super annoying. So what would be, if anything, as far as how to communicate, I guess what I'm saying, how can they communicate better on the follow-up so they're persistent, but not annoying? Well, there's such a balance, right? I see two things happen and I get, you know, I get a great visibility into a lot of people's businesses and I see the people who don't want to talk to anyone and so they're just not talking to people and so they're, you know, people can't, you can't sell what you, you can't sell a secret basically. So, and then I see the people who are just so intense and, um, you know, they're the, the, the freaky deaky network marketer that no one wants to there's like stay away from me and so it's really just but it, it, it's in the instant that we realize it's it's not about us as soon as we make it be about them and giving value and helping them solve their problem then it all changes and I know that's really hard for people to understand because here we are, we say, you've got to set goals, you've got to, you know, you've got to have your action list, you've got to do, you know, whatever your goal is for the day in terms of action in your business and all that stuff. And those goals are very much about us. But then then we flip it and say, well, we can't make it about us. But it, it truly, and I know, I know so many people say it, but it truly is when we make it about other people when we make when we come from a place of being of service to others when we just really want to help them help them have a better life not to the point that we drive them crazy um, but just our job is to find a way for them to see that what we have might help them like we all know that everyone like I said at the start everybody every family deserves needs another income stream from a direct selling company we know that but how do we help them see that this could be for them i love that and i want to hear after kind of some maybe some of your top tips for either recruiting or retention you can go any direction but i love what you said there it's pretty simple successful people always just do the basics better i mean think about it successful people just do the basics better and what jen's talking about is is communication she's talking about making it about them and how to do that because yeah some of us are that annoying person right and it's like oh no my friends just joined the crazy network marketing exclusive no friends left league and now i've got to avoid them for the next six months until they're normal again 
And so we're trying to figure out because we know how great this industry is, but then we want to make sure how do we convey that? How do we communicate that so other people know that? And so I love that. I love those tips of the follow-up. And I, I love to just, just be straightforward with people. I mean, I always tell people to be the bold, authentic version of them. Tell people. Just be straight up. Look, I never want to be that annoying person. So all I ask is you be straight up with me. If you're interested, great. If you're not, that's okay. You can point me in the right direction. Yeah. And if yeah. they don't get back to you, just, just call them out. You know, yeah. if they don't get back to you, you feel like it's been a week or three, four days and they were supposed to get back to you, say, hey, like I said, I never want to be that annoying person. I'm sure you're just busy, but I'm just checking in to make sure. And people are just like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I've been busy, right? Yeah, and, and follow-up doesn't have to be about our product or about our opportunity. It might be, Rob, that when we were chatting, you were telling me how much you love tomatoes, and I see this great tomato soup recipe. So I like I just flick it to you. I'm like, oh, you have to make this. I made it last night. I know you love tomato soup, and you, you've got to try this one. That's follow-up, right? It's just... It's just, and I don't even like to call it building relationships because that feels weird. It feels weird to me to intentionally build a relationship so that I can sell someone. You know, that again is about me. That is not about them. So I know, yeah. I know we get taught that and I just think if the intention is just can I help you, can I, can I somehow add some value to your day, that's just a completely different intention and the People, like, you know, people are more intuitive than we think and they if they can feel our intention, even though it might be subconsciously mm -hmm. and they can't put it into words, they can feel our intention behind our words. And that's why I think it's also so important to find a way to talk about our product or and or our opportunity that feels good. So I had to find a way to say stuff that felt good to me because otherwise it's not going to come across the right way. So I know that uplines and companies and all sorts, we have all, you know, we get taught these different scripts and we, we have different tools and all of that sort of stuff, but it has to feel good. It has to feel, it has to make logical sense in my brain and it has to feel good as in my delivery. And so I would just really give people permit, I really want to give people permission to figure that out for themselves. And that might take, you know, actually you have to think about that. You might have to practice. Um, and what I mean by that is try out a few different versions on different people and fail a bit because sometimes you're going to say something and you're going to go, oh, like I've said things and I'm like, that just did not feel good. That did not feel good when I said that. So I'm not going to use that again. Then I'll try, oh, I'm going to tweak that a little bit. And then, you know, or how you're explaining something, it has to be, it has to be your truth. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Otherwise, yeah. they will feel it. They will feel that it's not your truth. And that, and I love that. That goes back to, as I was saying, be the bold, authentic version of you. And, you know, I talk about that in the Game of Networking book in the sense of, it, like you just said, I love how you sum that up. It's intent. And I felt like at the beginning of network marketing, I literally looked at everybody as a prospect. Um and I hated that. And, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting as many people as po possible in your business. There's nothing wrong, wrong with trying to find a need and providing a solution. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just found like it was just so it was just hard to be just genuine. And so what I learned was, you know, whatever terminology people use, I love how Jen said, 
you know, her perspective on building the relationship. If you're building the relationship just to sell and then you're done, people can sense that and feel that. And that's why, especially the last month I've gone for, some people actually feel a lot more authentic right, right, you know, after they've created a connection, other people it's three, four or five times. But I think the key is, is try to find a way what Jen's saying and what I'm understanding is just try to find a way to be a good human being. Try to find a way to literally become a professional at making friends. And even if they don't join your business, the very first thing that I always do is I always put something in my calendar to reach out to them a week later, non-business related, just to let them know that still I'm a normal human being and I still do value and care because even with those people, maybe I've only talked to them three, four times. If they ask me, you know, hey, could you do me this favor? Check this out or anything. Or what do you think about this? I'd 100% help them. And as soon as I got to that point where I wasn't, don't get me wrong, I still was recruiting like a crazy madman, but I wasn't looking every single person with the intent of either in my business or I'm done with you. And that's just me. And for you, all of you, you got to do whatever feels real and authentic to you as, as both Jen and I have told you and go with that. And as she said, you got to go with what feels right. You're going to have your mentors say something and you're like, ah, it just doesn't feel right the way they say it. Then don't say it. Extract the principle of what you like. Oh, I love how they were bold here. I love how they put the pressure on here, took the pressure off. But how can you say that in your own words? Because that's when you're going to become a beast. That's when you're going to crush it because it's going to match, right? You're going to find your voice, yeah. as Stephen Covey says, the, the eight highly effective habits. So I know you probably have a ton to say on oh, that. No, this is <laughs> it's awesome. I love, you know, I learned so much from you. Um, but, yeah, and I think that speaking about that, um, you know, being in alignment with every word that we say is just so important because, uh, at the end of the day, it, we 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 don't have to sell our souls to do this business, right? We don't have to do so. You know, I often talk about the, there's a difference between getting out of our comfort zone and getting out of our values zone. And I know in network marketing, we get taught a lot. We've got to get uncomfortable, and what we do for any sort of growth, whether it's personal growth or business growth, we need to get uncomfortable. But getting out of our comfort zone is things like making five more calls on Friday afternoon when you really want to have a glass of wine or watching, listening to a podcast instead of watching a movie on TV. Getting out of our values zone, though, is saying things that aren't true for us or doing things, you know, that maybe feel a little bit out of integrity or not quite 100% honest or, and that, that we don't have to do that because the effect of that is, that, that just lowers our self-esteem. We can't feel good about ourselves ever when we get out of our value zone. And there's nothing more attractive than someone who can just stand, know who they are, know what they value and stand in alignment with those values. And people are so attracted to you when you become that person. And no, you, you can't attract everyone. Like there's, but out of 7 billion people on the whole planet, there are enough people who have the same values as you that will come and join you in your business enough to create seven figures right it's it's just there are there are there's so many people out there so uh you know in network marketing i see so much what i call truthiness like it's not quite the truth where people um are posting stuff on social media or 
um, you know, saying things and, and they just leave, leave the, leave it open to insinuation or it's, you know, it's just like, a, um, oh, what's an example? Like the whole, um, I'm a seven figure earner. Well, what does that mean? I mean, I don't really know why we need to post all about what we earn on social media anyway. I find that's a bit weird, like no other professions do that, but whatever. I know, you know, many roads lead to Rome is all I want to say and my road is not the only road. So so please, I don't think, I feel like a baby in network marketing and so whatever I say, you know, please take it or leave it, like whatever. Um, but, yeah, there's so like product whether we're talking about our products or the opportunity or it's just uh, that's the whole it's so easy, anyone can do it. That's so, so, There's so much truthiness in that. It's like, well, anyone can do it if they are willing to spend hours and hours upskilling and practising and failing and failing forward and, um, you know, all of that stuff, investing. Like I can't believe how... It, um, anyone can do it if they're willing to invest in their business. Like, you know, the, uh, the economic data uh, tells us that it, it takes seven to ten years in the, in the you know, US, UK and Australia, average data is seven to ten years for a business to turn over, get to a point where it turns over a million dollars a year, right? And here we have this, this network marketing opportunity where to get to a million dollars, I mean, for for example, my, our business got to a million, got to ninety million in just over two years. You know, so it's like, holy cow! And we don't, you know, what did we invest to do that? Like a starter pack in our company. Like it, it's crazy. So what I what I think is so important is that we tell the truth, but in the same conversation, we're comparing it to the other options because I haven't found another option that measures up, right? So most businesses, traditional businesses, the first three to five years, all you do is throw your money back straight into it. There's no, there's no taking anything out of it, not a single dollar. And, and in traditional business, usually it's cost somewhere between 100000 and a million dollars to buy the thing. And then you just, it's just like it, they're hungry. They're just eating your cash the whole time. And here comes here come along network marketers and they just they don't they want to they want to like starve their racehorse so like imagine I buy a racehorse but I'm not going to feed it until it wins its first race like that's crazy right you you wouldn't even think of it. like how's it even going to run the race if I don't feed it this is what network marketers want to do in their businesses they want to starve it they don't want to they want to spend any money on their business until they start to make money but business doesn't work like that it it just doesn't and we've got so i think we have to we have to have more real conversations with people and say you know what you are going to have to do hard work you are going to have to put in a lot of hours there are a lot of skills that you need to learn you do need to commit to i would say 10 years like this is a 10 year plan for sure but if not this then what because tell me what's better Tell me, and I get, I love to get people to add up, to really take their head out of their sand and look at their financial situation. So I say to people, okay, how old are you? How many years of work do you have left? So let's say, let's say um, you're 45 and you've got 20 years of work left. You want to retire when you're 65. Okay. How much a year do you save out of what you earn now? And most people, I don't know, you know, most people in Australia, 
I don't think they would save $10,000 a year. All right, so let's say they did though. Let's be optimistic. So 20 years of work left at $10,000 a year, that's $200,000. Then in Australia, we have superannuation. Um, I don't know what you guys call it, wherever, it, all different, but it's like um, employers have to pay into a super fund for their employees yeah. over their working career, like a small percentage. So what's mm -hmm. that going to be worth? So let's say that's another 200000 So let's say when you retire, you've got $400,000. Right, so from 65 to how long are you going to live? 20 years, let's say you live till 85. So what, do the math, $400,000, I'll do it right now. So 400,000 divided by 20, yeah, divided by 52, $384 a week to live on in 20 years time. Like, I don't know about over there, but here in Australia, that's gonna buy like a caravan and half a sausage for dinner. So, Okay, so your job is not going to get you there and I'm totally not down on jobs and it really annoys me when people do that just over broke thing and all that sort of stuff because I don't think we need to be negative about people's current situation, but I do want to help them see that they need to come up with another like plan. Jobs, right? Like some people oh, love yeah. it. Oh, like, yeah, jobs are awesome. Like, like if everyone stops having a job, ooh, it's going to be hard to have much fun in the world, right, because... We need people who have jobs so we can yeah. buy clothes and go on holidays and all that sort of stuff. No, no, but, I'm not going to have my wife go shopping with you. I just heard that. <laughs> that was the very first thing you said. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, you know, actually I don't like shopping unless it's for cows and horses and stuff like that. Perfect. That's what I want um, to hear. But $384. So, okay, so first of all, you know, first step is to help people see that's not that's not going to be a very fun, best part of our life, that amount of money. That's going to be tough. And so what's your plan B? What are you going to do? And you're going to, what, save more money or are you going to make some more money? And what are the ways you can make money? Well, you can invest in the share market, but you need some capital. Um, do you have a couple hundred grand ready to go? You could invest in property, but, again, you need some capital. Do you have a couple hundred grand ready to go? You could buy a business, but you need some capital. Do you have a couple hundred grand ready to go? Uh, or you could have a look at something like, you know, a network marketing opportunity where you don't need a lot of capital, but you do need to commit and you do need to put in the time and the hours, as you do with all of the other things. And, you know, so it just becomes this logical, we have to be logical and help people see the logic of some of the decisions that we're making. And, again, do, whether they say yes or no, whether they see it or not in this lifetime, I don't know. But all I can do is help them to see the reality and then they get to make the decisions and help them to see that there is a solution to their problem. But our job, I guess, as network marketers is to help people become aware of whether they have a problem in the first place. I love that. Make them aware. I mean, you just had a really rational conversation and um, the video I did yesterday, like I think a lot of people are freaking out on the title because they know my style is very just kind of low key, straightforward. And my title was, you should be pitching network marketing as a get rich quick. And people are like, what? But the whole premise of the video was get rich quick doesn't mean like six months or a year. And I talk just like you did as traditional business. Of, so what if it takes them seven years? 
What else are they going to do that seven years from now they don't have to work again? And most people, if they do what they're supposed to do, because most of the time we make the plan for the plan of the plan and we get management mode and we don't actually reach out to new people, right? And so they they think they're working, but they're not. But most people that are actually really working, working this business, talking to new people, they're going to achieve that. Whether it takes them three, five, seven years, some are going to be faster, some are going to be longer. And so when you put it up to a doctor and an attorney and you put it up to traditional business and you put it up to all these things, that's fast. That's get rich quick. It's not just not get rich quick like people, other people think. And it's like a, you gave your incredible analogy where they're starving their, their racehorse. It's almost like they're literally buying a lottery ticket network marketing and they're, they're thinking somehow it's just going to work and they're going to yeah. win the lottery. And I was yeah. taught, as you just said there, my mentor now he's made over $30 million and he just said to me, Rob, this will be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. You'll work harder than you've ever worked in your entire life. You will be pushed more than you've ever put been pushed in your entire life. You will have times where you want to quit because you're dealing with people. He said, but if you can do what you need to do, he said, and there was a lot more to what you need to do. He said, it'll be worth it. And he followed it with all the reasons that it would be worth it. And I, I love that because as you talked about 10 years, right. And everything we go, cause I think we just get caught up in like, it's going to be easy or we hope it's going to be easy and it's, it's people whine. And then the other thing I was thinking of the last thing, and then I'd love for you to finish with any tips you have is how you said people use all these like half truths mm-hmm. and and they're not true when you really think about it. It's, it's like the example of the only way you fail is if you quit. I mean, so I don't quit and I'm in network marketing for 20 years and I don't reach out to one new person. I mean, that's not true. It's not true at all. I mean, I get it. What's your definition of it? And I, I understand for some people, it's the camaraderie. For some people, it's it's the connection. It's not the money. It could be being around the people. Each person's different. But if your goal is to go make a huge business, and 20 years later, you haven't reached out to one new person, but you haven't quit yet, I mean, that's not telling somebody the full truth. Now, the first resistance level that you want to get to is saying, okay, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to commit. But then after that, if you actually want to really succeed, you got to transition to taking some action, deliberate action and learning. And how do you get better at the invite and having these conversations? As you just heard Jen, because all of you know right now, if Jen were to talk to anybody that you know, they'd be interested in network marketing the way she just had that conversation. So now listen to what she said, the principle, right, of becoming a better communicator. Apply it with your own words so you can have real conversations with other so- people and find the need. Rob, you just brought up something so important because I don't if 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 you're being true in what you're saying to people, you love your product and you love this opportunity so much, you could you can't ever quit, right? Like there's no one that will stop me using my product every single day. And there's like it just is logically in my head, you no one can convince me that there's an, a better business model than this. You, you just can't. So if if I'm out there trying to build a business and tell people that this product is great and this opportunity is great, like how can I ever quit? 
if I can quit, that means I was lying that whole time. And if I was lying that whole time, then no wonder nobody said yes to me. Does, does that make sense? Like quitting is just, it's not even an option. So when I see people quit, whether they quit using the products or they quit um, building the business, I just think, well, that's why you do, your business didn't grow because you actually could quit because I could not quit. You, I, this, you can't because what it, I can't quit helping people improve, find, you know, figure out how to use my product and, you know, improve their life with that or and figure out how to use this opportunity to improve their life. Like, so what are you quitting? Are you going to quit helping people? Are you going to quit giving value to other people? Are you going to quit changing other people's lives? Because if, if you can quit doing that, well, then that's why you're not successful in the first place. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I want you to come follow me. We're going to crush this thing. We're going to make this happen. And then nobody joined your business, so you quit six months later. Well, nobody joined your business because you actually weren't truly committed and you knew you were lying to yourself. And so yes. I love that because, I mean, you knew once you started in the business, I knew once I started in the business, I knew I was committed to network marketing. I just knew it. Like I knew yes. it. When someone asked me three, four years later, here, you still doing network marketing. I was almost appalled. I was almost offended. What do you mean? Yeah. It's not a decision. It's not a decision that you have to make again every day, right? You you made the decision like it's just in your brain logically there is not there's nothing better. Hundred percent. So you don't have to decide that every single day. That's what right? The word decide, the second part, C I D E stands for to kill. Pesticide, suicide, homicide, decide. And you're you're killing, right? You've killed that that option. You've made that decision. Decide. It's done. It's over. You don't have to keep remaking, right? Recommitting because it's just it's done. Now that's over with. Now it's still gonna be hard. But at least now you can focus on how to figure it out rather than every single day being a drama king and queen, wondering if you're still gonna be in the deal or not a year from now, six months from now. So you gotta make that decision. You gotta decide, you gotta cut it off kill it. It's done. There's no other option. Burn the boats. Let's go. Let's make it happen. And then I want to have just last question for Jen. If there's any bit of advice she would give, whether it's the newest distributor when they're starting or someone who's struggling, whichever, whichever topic you'd want to finish with just to give somebody just some quick advice to help them out as you've seen with your big organization of what's worked, what hasn't worked. And at this point, you get to see a lot. Well, I think while we're on the subject of truth and, you know, being in alignment and, and all of that stuff, our question that I get asked a lot is how do I cast the vision for people um, when I'm not there yet? You know, how do I cast the vision for someone to earn a million dollars a year if I'm only earning $300 a week? And, and what I would say is you don't. So just cast the vision to where you are. And if someone comes and says, well, I see this, but I want to. So all I ever did was just I, I brought people with me as I went because I can't teach you what I haven't done myself. I can't promise you that I can show you what I haven't done myself. That's not truthful. And so when I see all these posts all over social media saying, um, you know, oh, my, my coach made $85,000 in the last three months. They're so amazing. But it's like, well, why are you talking about your coach? Like it's who cares what someone else did? 
it's if I'm going to follow you, I need to know that you can show me. So it was like, I'll show you how to use these products. I'll show you how to get results with these products. That was the only promise I ever made anyone. And I, my promise was, I don't know if it will work for you like it works for me, but why don't you try it? And then it was like, I make $300 a week. Like, how cool is this? Do you want me to show you what I did to make $300 a week? And then it was, I'm making $3,000 a week. Do you want me to show you what I did? And now it's like, you're making $30,000 a week. Do you want me to show you what I did? And that's, I can't promise someone how to make $2 million a year because I don't make $2 million a year. I don't know how to show anyone to make $2 million a year. So I think in terms of casting the vision, uh, we, we, we only need to cast to where we are. And there are enough people out of the 7 billion who just want to follow us one step behind and that will blow up our business. And if someone comes along that says, yeah, but show me how to do this, I would say I don't know how to do that, but I know someone who is and why don't I hook you up with that person and they can show you. And the the last thing in terms of holding the vision, I think is just it's, you know, um, is so important to remember that not everyone is visionary. So when we were having that conversation before about, you know, what's your financial plan to retirement and all that sort of stuff, well, that's one thing to do to to bring people in and show them what network what a great opportunity network marketing is. But we also need to keep casting that vision to everyone mm-hmm. in our team because most of them aren't visionary and they forget. And so we have to remind them consistently. Yeah. We have to ask them the question, are you okay with where you are now? Because if you're not, like, let's work out a plan. Let's sit together and work out a plan. So don't, that for you. don't think just because they joined that they're recruited. You have to keep re-recruiting. Correct. Absolutely. Always. Because they just forget. Life gets in the way. They get busy. They get overwhelmed. And they just forget. And so we ha- our job is to get them back on track and to keep them in touch with their vision. I love that. That is, I'm writing that up here. That's amazing. Sorry, I have to ask the last question because I forgot to ask this to you. By the way, I love how you guys say tomato and I say tomato. Um, if you have <laughs> tomato soup, I would say yes, because it just sounds way better than tomato. But um, what, when, so I'm looking, I'm going to go to Australia every single year. What is the best place to go to to visit for, I don't know, just fun if you're going on vacation? Oh. Best place, best place in Australia. Or you can give me top two. I'm a little scared of Byron's Bay because Chris Hemsworth <laughs> lives there. And if my wife sees him with his shirt off, that could be bad. So I'm a little scared well, I, about that, okay? I, I actually I actually live about 20 minutes south of Byron Bay. So Byron's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, so much fun. I mean, everywhere is fun. Like Melbourne, you've been to Melbourne, you've yeah, been to Newcastle, you've done it. Yeah. We did Great Ocean Road. We did Noosa, Whitsunday. Uh, yeah. You did well. Whitsundays, yeah. yeah. We haven't you, done you Western did. Australia yet. We haven't done Gold Coast. We haven't done Tasmania. We haven't done, I don't know where else there is. Oh, they're all, you just have to make sure you're doing a different, you know, two or three places every time you come because it's all, it's so diverse, like like every country, right? Like, yeah. like, the, like the US, I love going there because it's just, Every it's everything. It's mountains, snow, desert, beaches, everything. So well, same, same here. Just gonna just gonna have to see them all. So that'll be fun. Well, thank you again so much, Jen. Thank you everyone for sharing a ton of value. That was we just we 
kept going because she just, I mean, we're going to do another one and another one because that was deep. That was really deep. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.